Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mom, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today's guest is, well, she's known for being a part of one of reality TV's biggest families. I mean, I'm taking it back to the good old days of reality TV. We had Nanny Pat and her sausage plat. Um, since then, she's added so many strings to her bow. Uh, and recently, she has become mum to little baby Presley. Hello, Jess Wright. Oh, hi, darling. How are you? Good. I mean, we've just said that we've just texted each other and you're saved on my phone as Jess Wright the evening. Greater, <laughs> I know. Why? So you're Giovanna Fletcher, the Great. Yeah. I think you saved it in my phone as that because <laughs> you were like, and I was like, oh my god. So then I saved it into yours as the Even Greater. I wonder if we were a little bit tipsy when that when that. Probably happened. in Brisbane, Australia, when uh, 
Dougie and Mark were in the jungle and that's where we first met. Yeah. And got on really, really well. Yeah. Um, that was, and I was just saying how here we are. And I was like, how many kids did you have then? You were like, none. And I was like, oh my God. And now look at us. We've got four between us. I know. Well, you've got three, I've got one. But. <laughs> how are you? How, how are you? How the last eight months been? How is your sleep? Oh God, don't ask about my sleep. My sleep's terrible. And I'm one of those people in life that, I'm afraid, I have to admit it, that I really, really need my sleep. Yeah. Um, some people don't. Is I mean, that I've right? gone through phases where I don't. And really? then I've gone through phases where I really need it. Yeah. I'm talking like, if I don't get a full night's sleep, I'm just awful. But And that's the case every night now. He doesn't sleep through and he's eight months. So what what does he sleep though? Okay, so he's like, in terms of like, you want his naps? Yeah, well, no, in at uh, night time. Oh, so he's... How, what is your stretch that you're getting? Because I feel like we should celebrate... Any chunk. Okay, so the chunk I get at the minute, it's, I mean, it varies all the time. He used to be a really good sleeper and now he, he kind of went backwards and now he's better. But I'll get into why in a minute. It's not been so straightforward with him. But he, he'll go from like 7, 7.30 mm. and he's going now until about midnight. Right. And then he'll wake and it's like he either can't self-settle, which he's just starting to get better at. Yeah. Or it's that he wants some milk. Right. Um... And then he will go back to sleep and then he'll do another one around three. Mm -hmm. And then he'll go after that, he'll go till about 6.30, 6 or 7 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is all very new because before that it was, we, we were doing like, it was every two hours. Um, but he's got really bad reflux. Right. I won't bore you with it all, but since he was born eight months ago, it's been a dairy milk allergy, um, uh, reflux. Um, he couldn't go to the toilet. So we've had to try and deal with that at Great Ormond Street and then uh, tongue tie. Mm. So quite a few bits along the way. Yeah. And as a first time mum as well, it's also daunting. I don't know if you remember what being back there eight years yeah. ago. My God, it's scary. Yeah. Um, and every little thing as well, you know, you feel like you're getting to grips with it and then something moves or... Yeah, and also, like, we don't know what to expect, do we? Because we're not warned about all these different things because why would they? A lot of yeah. people don't have any of that and it's just, you know, it goes great and swimmingly fine and there's not really any kind of issues other than maybe, I don't know, teething, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's been a bit of a journey. Um, so with his sleep, it's always, I always feel like there's been something. Either his stomach was hurting because he couldn't go to the toilet or yeah. or we didn't know that he had a cow's milk allergy at the beginning, so we were trying all different milks and, yeah, it's just been a journey. But he's oh he, is, he is amazing and he's frigging hilarious. Um, he's really, really, really funny and clever and cute and intuitive and... Um, just got a great personality for an eight-month-old. But, yeah, it's just the sleep, really, that's that's the problem. Yeah. Oh, and that's so hard, though. It's so, you know, when you've got constant interruptions. Oh, the broken sleep yeah. is the worst, isn't it? Yeah. But then sometimes you're like, I, I don't know if other mums feel like this, but you get this, like, strength and you're like, I can do this. Like, do you know what? I Even if he wakes up in an hour's time, I'm going to be fine. Like, I've got this. I miss him a bit, actually, so it would be quite nice just to see him. <laughs> really stupid little thoughts like that. And then and then you're like, I've got this. And then there'll be nights when you're like, you're scared to go to bed because you just know what's yeah. coming. Do well, that can mean? leave you feeling really depleted. Totally. Slightly depressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not nice to know that you're going to go to sleep being woken up loads of times. Um, but yeah, he is a lot better at the minute. And I have been, we've turned a little corner this week. I've not let him cry because I just haven't really got to that point he doesn't really cry in the night this really? is the thing he's more whinging trying to talk 
shouting for me. And then right. he, and then I'll sit and watch the little monitor now outside his room because I'm like, come on, Jess, you can't just go in there every time he says something. So I'll sit and he's almost like, ah, and then like realizes I'm not walking in. So then he'll just like look around for a minute and then he'll do it again. He's like such a little actor. So, yeah, it's finding that fine line, isn't it, of how long you wait to go in. And then everyone's like, oh, do the five minute thing where you reset the clock. And there's it's all so sorts hard of... as well, because you'll get so many people giving you different sets of totally. advice. Yeah. And I think my whole thing with that is that everyone thinks they're right. And the reason why they think they're right is because that's what worked for them. And they would totally. have gone through all of that that you're going through and that relief at the end of finding something that works. Yeah. So that's why I feel like people push that on, push what they've experienced and what totally, they've Totally, yeah. And, and I love getting advice from people. I know it can be hard for mums because some people as well are like, no, I know best, it's my child and I totally get that too. But I'm such a person that's open to every piece of yeah. advice I can get. That's good. Yeah, I, I'm as not one of those... As long as it's not confusing those... and overwhelming. Oh, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, it does get, like, totally changing the subject. But I spoke about my psoriasis really on in, uh, recently on Instagram. I, my psoriasis was at its all-time high, like the worst ever. And I think it from, was from hormones from pregnancy and stress of everything with him, with, with me worrying about him, with his, you know, little bits and pieces going on. And I put it on Instagram and the advice for that, like was so overwhelming because there was so much you don't know which way to turn yeah. so sometimes yeah it can it can be a little bit overwhelming um but how were yours with sleeping i ask every mother this <laughs> you sleeping through <laughs> i can remember being in a uh, in a baby group really early on uh, when buzz was like 6 weeks old uh, and um and that's what that's what the lady led with every really? week like how's everyone sleeps anyone sleeping through and oh, there'd be like a little celebration if some was um <laughs> it's quite scary uh, and i can remember one mum hysterically laughing over the fact that she'd got no sleep oh. and i have that cemented in my brain now this this mum who is just quite hysterical at the fact like that's where it takes us oh my when we don't get that sleep yeah um i mean you know, mine have all really varied. Buzz fed for an hour and a half. He basically he'd feed for an hour and a half, but forty-five minutes to an hour and a half. Then you'd have to wind him, then settle him. Yeah. So I was up for ages, oh then go to sleep, and it felt like that continuous thing of waking up. Buddy, second child, uh, used to just wake up at three. That's it. Feed fifteen minutes, go back to sleep right. straight away, no problem. Uh, and then Max has been. Oh my gosh, isn't it terrible? I can't even remember what Max was like as a baby. It's always I feel the like third, he just isn't it? slotted it is. in a yeah. little bit. And now, I mean, we do, you know, a little bit of musical beds. Yeah. You know, and I, I quite like that, I've do decided. You? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. co-sleeping has been an option. We're like, do we just go down that road now? Because I was always like, no, I don't want to do that because, you know, I, I want him to just be in his cot and us to be okay in our bed and stuff. But... It got to a point just before Christmas where I was like, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm just going to co-sleep because I know that he'll sleep better if he's with me. But then he kind of got a bit better. So... Would you sleep better if he was with you? Um, No. No, I wouldn't because I constantly am like... And now he can roll as well. I'd be worried that he might roll off the bed. and Right. Although I literally wake at the second he even blinks so I wouldn't but you know like the men are like oh I got no sleep I'm like you snored through me getting up when he was crying in the monitor and like come back and yeah like even this morning my husband was like I mean my husband works from the morning he's got a business so he leaves the house really really early so most pretty much every night I'll do the night stuff yeah and um, weekends he might help and and he you know, he definitely pulls his weight, that's for sure. But with last night, for instance, it was me. And he kissed me goodbye this morning. And he was like, oh, what a good night we had with him. That was brilliant. I went, really? <laughs> Did we? <laughs> Did we? I was like, no, we didn't. He woke up twice. And one of them was for quite a little while. But 
Goodbye. <laughs> Do not make a sound when you leave this house because I will kill you if you wake him up. Um, but yeah. Isn't it? It's so, I just find it so interesting, though, how two people who live in the same house can have such different views of what happened in the night. <laughs> Completely. But yeah, no, normally he does. He's on board with what's going on. But he obviously slept a lot better last night. But I mean, yeah, sleep deprivation is horrendous. It's hell. Yeah. But I can't complain. I have help. Like my mum's around the corner and, you know, he's not, he doesn't scream all night. Like, you know how like when it's your situation, it's not it feels bad when you're in it. But yeah. yeah, it's not distressing, touch wood, in the sense that he's not screaming all night. He At the beginning when his reflux and allergy was really bad, he would scream from like, we'd have witching hour from like six till eight, nine o'clock where we, we'd, we'd end up ringing 111 or like oh. thinking about going to A&E because we just didn't know what yeah. was wrong. And it turns out that it was all like bubbling away the whole you know allergy and he was constipated and whatever else so mm. yeah but he's a lot better now he's on solids and things are sort of all leveling out so I'm just That's hoping good. that we're turning a corner with his sleep yeah so let's go back to your childhood we've all seen your family and we know that how what a close-knit group you are uh, but what was your childhood like god what a big question um my childhood was great I mean it was it was a it was a mixture of things. We kind of went from being uh, we had a lot of money in terms of um, my dad had a really great business and everything was going great and you know we 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 lived in a beautiful house and then everything went during the recession so we pretty much ended up nearly homeless. Um, we had to live How with my grandparents. I think I was about four, but I remember it all. Right. Um, or five, and then my dad kind of built his money back up again. So we went from having, you know, a lot to nothing and then back up again. So my childhood was happy, but it was almost a very colourful, all different mm. sort of stages. And um, we went to Disneyland as, as like, young as I can remember. So we were never deprived. And, you know, my mum's main thing was to send us to a good school yeah, like, my childhood was good. I always ask my mum, I'm like, did I sleep through? Did Mark sleep through? Did Josh? And she's like, I can't remember. And I'm like, mum, remember. <laughs> this I stuff is key. I need right now. Is it linked to how we slept? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, like, my childhood was great. My parents were amazing. And we've, yeah, like, just a really close family, I guess. But you're you're close externally as well. Like, all your, your, your yeah, uncles. Yeah, like cousins. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah you, you know, you, we know Nanny Pat, but there's Nanny Irene. You yeah, know, how, how I love close. that you know Nanny Irene. Yeah, but <laughs> how close you you all seem and how much family yeah. is really, really important. Yeah, massively. So my mum's one of five, my dad's one of four, um, and they were all close as brother and, you know, siblings, and so therefore we were all close as, as cousins. So I've got, I don't even know how many cousins I've got, like first cousins, I think I've got under just under 20 first cousins. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we're all close, so it's yeah. really, really nice. And I think that's why when people ask me if I'll have another baby, I... Right now, definitely not, because it's been quite a road since mm -hmm. having Presley with everything that went on. Um, but I, I feel like how can I grow old and not have more children and have a family and Presley have siblings? Like, yeah. it, it's just no question. I can't not. I guess it's that weird thing as well. If, if your siblings have been such a massive part of your life, you know, in yeah. terms of like playing and things like that. So... Yeah, you can't help but your own childhood. No, you're like the same as us, aren't yeah. you? You've got quite a few of you, so you get it. It's, it's You kind of feel like, how can you not have... Also, Presley's eight months old. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's a big... I've heard that question asked to someone with a two-week-old. 
Really? So, yeah, people oh, ask that question, stop. they can just back off. Yeah. Because you don't know where you'll be in a year's time, in two years' time. And no. I think it's it's removing that. That and everyone always says like, oh, you forget all the bad stuff. So like whilst the sleep, when you're in the sleep deprivation, you're like, absolutely not, never doing this again. Or, you know, it'll be years until I do. But then like everyone always says, as soon as that changes and everything kind of levels out and they sleep and everything else, you completely forget. And then you're like, yeah, I want another one. Oh, it can be a split second on the sofa where everyone's being really yeah. nice and calm. You're like, oh, let's just extend this. Totally. <laughs> I, and I can see that. Like I, I see myself going there sometimes. Really? And I'm like, no, 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 Jess. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if when Josh has another, whether that might be a little bit of a... Oh. Well, Josh, they're pregnant. I don't oh, know. are they? Yeah, they're due um, at the beginning of May. So their one, their two will be only a few, well, a year and a few months apart, if that. So, yeah, that's mad. That is. But then their baby slept through it 12 weeks <laughs> and, and is so calm. Presley is like a bull in a china shop. Really? He's, yeah, he's like heavy-handed. He's, he's, he's a bit crazy like he's laughing and loud and sings and everything else and baby josh we call him because big josh and little josh his name's josh he's just so calm and very gentle right yeah and sleeps through the night (laughs) so it's completely different (laughs) so i'm like well you know like if pressy might you know would have slept and maybe was extremely sort of chilled you never know but no i wouldn't have it any other way he's brilliant he's such a little He's just hilarious. Did you always see children in your future? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Which is weird, isn't it? Because it is such a huge life change. And I I loved my life before as well. Like, I had a great life and mm. do have a great life. But what I mean is you, you have to question about what you've got to give up. Yeah. Um. So, and that is ultimately... Not freedom, obviously, but it's it's the, it's the, the type ability of freedom, to though. It's yeah, type, you know, it's the ability to just make choi- uh, choices on the spot and, and yeah. not have anyone else to think about. Um, not in a selfish way, but kind of in a selfish way. Um, so yeah, I just but but I always always knew inside, like no no, no of course I'm going to have kids because I'm a very very maternal person. Yeah, I'm nurturing. I love helping people, and I love I love babies. As oh, well. and you've got your sister though. Yeah, you, you know, you would have seen. Yeah, I pretty much helped bring her up. Yeah. So I was 14 when she was born. Um, I think when you met her, she must have been about five. I cannot, like, looking at pictures of her now. I know. I cannot crazy. believe the woman that she's become. I know, 22. I know. And she's so mature. Like, she, she was always well-behaved. She, like, us, me and Mark, we kind of, like, you know, we were, like, out and about and going out with our friends and, mm. you know, trying to drink when you weren't allowed and all that kind of thing. Talia is the complete opposite. She's, like, just, Yeah. Been no trouble whatsoever for my mum. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, so when you met uh, William, did you talk family straight away? Um, kind of, because Will's 40 now, so he's a few years older than me. And we kind of, we definitely realised that we were both at a point in our lives where we wanted to settle down. Yeah. Um, And ultimately, yeah, I think, you know what it is? It's like the typical kind of fairy tale ending, isn't it? Get married, have kids. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of instilled into us from day dot Mm -hmm. um but yeah we kind of did but now i think with presley we've we're like we've got one and that's fine for now but then if we're like viewing houses we'll always be like well there's another room there if if probably won't but if we have another baby i'm like so you do want another baby he's (laughs) like no no i'm just saying if so yeah i don't know we'll see can you remember starting to try um, and making that decision that you were going to nah. go for Oh, it. I can remember, yeah, and it yeah. was once and we fell, so... Oh, really? Yeah, beyond, beyond mental. And the weirdest thing is because, firstly, I'd never been pregnant. Um, 
and I wasn't on the pill for a long time because of the hormones and all that. Yeah. I just came off it and I was just careful. But yeah, I'd never been pregnant. I didn't even know if I could get pregnant. Yeah. So I was 35 uh, at this point. Well, it's that funny yeah. thing is what you spend your whole life trying not to get pregnant. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then that switch and you're like, oh, I don't even know. Yeah, because I knew girls that were like, I don't know, 27 and, and, and they, that, you know, they'd been trying for eight months. And so I was always like, well, I'm a lot older. Also, my mum went through menopause early. So mm -hmm. I thought that um, that could be a possibility for me. So I just really didn't. So three weeks before the wedding, I just said to Will, oh, like, I think from now we probably don't need to be careful just because we're not going to fall straight away. And I'm 36 when we get back from the wedding. And and that was it. We 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 didn't try. We just were care we weren't careful. And then that was when we fell, which is just mental. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pregnant. My wedding didn't know. Found out I was I had implantation bleeding. Um, so I thought it was my period because it was around when I was due on as well. Yeah. And I came on on my wedding day. <laughs> And um, and then nine days later, I thought I was potentially going through early menopause because I my periods only last two to three days, right? And it had been like nine days. Um, so you're, you're bleeding at that point. Your implantation implantation yeah. bleeding lasted that long. Nine days. So well, it actually lasted about a month. Whoa. Yeah, and it's quite common. Um, so I emailed the gynaecologist that we froze our embryos the year before with, and she basically said, um, "Have you done a pregnancy test?" And I was like, "No, I thought maybe it's the stress from the wedding pandemic and all that that's caused." early menopause she was like we'll try to do a pregnancy test we went to the Mercadona got a couple of pregnancy tests and it turned out that I was pregnant so you can imagine the shock a week yeah. after the wedding everyone's gone high and we're still in Spain just like right let's chill now I didn't feel right in myself anyway yeah 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 so it kind of made sense I mean what was your reaction oh I just I mean I did the test around the pool at the, at the <laughs> hotel that's how like much I didn't think it was gonna be yeah um but yeah I just walked out of the bathroom shaking and crying and my husband was well Will was like you're joking I don't believe you I don't believe you I don't believe you and then I was like no 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 no. it says pregnant but because I was bleeding I obviously didn't I didn't know no, if no, it was viable yeah. yeah and when I got back it was too early on a scan to be able to see yeah so I had to have three scans over the space of like 10 days 10 days 10 days mm -hmm. um and then finally on the last one there was a heartbeat <sighs> so all that time I kind of didn't even know. So I couldn't, yeah, yeah, and I didn't yeah. want to tell anyone because I thought, well, if I am, I don't want to ruin it. And if I'm not, then I kind of, there's no need. Yeah. So yeah, it was majorly. So had you mental. gone through um, like the IVF process first? So we, embryos? yeah. So the the year before, because of um, my mum going through menopause at like 41, yeah. I was 35 and we were getting married, but because it was in a pandemic, we were panicking that we might have to keep moving it. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of adamant that we wanted to just do, get the wedding out of the way, if you like, before we started trying for a baby. Yeah. Um, so we said to each other, why don't we freeze our embryos so that we have a backup? Um, and we know that if I do go into early menopause, I don't know why I was so worried. Uh, Zoe Hardman had yeah. obviously spoken about her and her sister, and they were mm -hmm. 34 and 37, um, and their mum was a similar age. So I just started panicking, as you do. Yeah. I'm quite a panicker anyway. I'm a bit, obviously, melodramatic. Clearly, but it, did but... it make you feel better? Knowing yeah, and, and we got five there. embryos out, which is really successful, and they're in the freezer. Um, so whenever anyone asks me now... Are you going to have another one? Because obviously my top, you know, my body clock's ticking. I'm 37. I luckily and very, very grateful that I can say, well, I don't have to rush now because we've got embryos. Yeah. So actually, even if I do want another one, I can decide in four years' time. Yeah. Obviously, I'll be older then, and I'll be an older mum and everything. But I mean, that's not that old. No, it'll be like, full, like early 40s. My mum was 40 when she had Natalia. Yeah. And you know, 
I hear lots of women having uh, like the last baby at 40. Yeah. Well, I met a lady the other night and she had her last baby at 48. Oh, wow. And it was an accident. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> You'd be like, oh my God. I mean, I, I had a surprise baby, yeah. <laughs> but, but not at 48. No. Um, that's that's incredible. So it must have been quite a surprise, though, to to suddenly find yourself pregnant when you thought you might have to go oh, when you'd set up. Probably the- probably the, the biggest shock of my life. Like I've never felt that feeling where my legs went jelly, started shaking. I felt like I was either going to be sick or pass out because <laughs> I was in such shock. Because as well, the build up to the wedding was intense because of the pandemic. So everything, the rules were changing yeah. and, the, you know, who could fly, who couldn't. It was just mental. And the wedding was being filmed and the film crew was around all the time. I was rehearsing up north for uh, the theatre show that I was going into as soon as I got back home yeah um which was stressful anyway because I had to learn all my lines learn all my dance routines choreography singing and then leave the rehearsals early to fly straight to my wedding <laughs> crazy yeah don't know how, how I did it all but I did and um uh, so it was already really really kind of like intense and yeah. then um to then literally be like oh you should do a pregnancy test I'm like really like no it can't be and then be like pregnant on the thing. I was like, oh my, it was just beyond. How did your family react? They just couldn't believe it. That They were just in shock. So my mum and sister, I told on that third scan when they finally found a heartbeat, I went straight to a um, to a place to get, so they, she gave me a few extra scan pictures. And when I say scan, I mean, it was like a dot. There was mm-hmm. nothing there. Um, and I went to a little pharmacy near where I live and they do like little photo frames and I got two mini photo frames and I wrapped it up and I said, oh, mum, Tally, can you come round? I want to show you the wedding video or something I wanted to show them. And um, they came round and I said, oh, I just got you, you two of these just to say thanks for like helping, you know, be there for me on the wedding and everything. And they just opened them up and they like were in total and utter shock, crying, couldn't oh. believe it. Like would like literally just looked like they'd been hit by a bus. They were like, What? <laughs> um but then we told the rest of my family, like my dad and everyone, when we watched the show that they filmed for ITVB. Right. Um, we all went to a hotel room um in London at the Corinthia after I had a launch for a clothing thing and we all went back there and at the end it was the night the wedding was being aired on ITVB and at the end of it I added on, I got my agent, he's really good at all that kind of stuff. He added on the scan, like a video of me and Will Aww. at the scan. So that when it got to the end, that came up. And so it was Will's family and my my family all in the room. And that's when they all found out. Aww. And again, they were in complete shock because this was only two months after the wedding. So yeah, it was mad. And what was your pregnancy like? <laughs> up and down, <laughs> up and down. Normal pregnancy, I think. Yeah. Like very. Um, Did you have to come into a show though at that point as yeah, well? Yeah, so I went into the show no, what show I, was it? Uh, girls just want to have fun. So it was like um, all singing, all dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I couldn't tell anyone because it was earlier. So I basically did, I think, two weeks. And then for insurance reasons, they took me out. Right. Um, and it was really strange because the last night I was due to perform, I got the most amount of nausea I've ever felt in my life. And it was the first time I actually felt nauseous. Yeah. Because I was fine before that. I just felt tired. So, yeah, that was it. And then for about 10 weeks, I was really nauseous. Then it stopped. And then I had all that pelvic stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was all right, my pregnancy. It was depended really on the day. Really? Sometimes I was okay. Sometimes I was a bit unwell, but it was fine. And did you work throughout the whole thing as well? Um, Pretty much. But I feel like towards the end of your pregnancy, there's not much you can do anyway. No. No. I mean, you can't even put your shoes on your face. No. Oh, my God, doing your laces up. (laughs) I remember that, yeah. I remember putting wellies on or trying to get wellies off. 
and being on the floor and yeah. just laughing. So Tom decided to film me rather than actually just tell. I was laughing, trying to get them off or on. I can't remember which, but yeah. Yeah, it was just everything was, yeah. You forget, again though, you forget, don't you? Yeah. You forget how intense that is and then you go again. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss how did you feel heading towards uh the birth i was terrified really yeah i was really really scared but i'm again i'm such a wuss i was just like oh my god how am i doing this um did you do any like hypnobirthing yeah or, so, classes or anything? so i did hypnobirthing and that really helped yeah but then I didn't even go into labour. Um, so I was induced for lack of movement. And then um, they tried four inductions and it didn't work. Literally didn't even dilate half a centimetre. Really? Yeah. So it was it was a choice of either go home and um, come back to be induced again. And being induced isn't nice. It's like an examination every mm -hmm. single time. Um, so I had to have gas on air just for that. So they advised it in fairness, but I'm glad they did. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Or... Um, go home and just wait for it, like for them, him to come naturally or have an emergency C-section. And so after deliberating, I really didn't want to have a C-section. I had got myself so in the zone of having a natural birth through um, like hypnobirthing. Yeah. I was adamant I was going to do it. You know, when you kind of as well, you want to like, when you put your mind to something and you want to know that you've given it your all, I mm. kind of felt like that, which is stupid really, but that's how I felt. And after a day pretty much of being there, well, I'd been there three days, um, I was just like, let's just do this now. And in fairness, thank God we did, because he said when he got him out, he was in an awkward position. So it probably would have ended up in a C-section anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. That I mean, was... that's another thing, though, isn't it? You spend nine months gearing towards this I... one thing and you you have an idea of yeah, you have a plan. what it's going to look like. And actually, when you're in it, you know, no. you just do whatever. Absolutely. Just do whatever it is. It takes to get that baby out, um, but it's scary. You've you obviously had three natural births, mm -hmm. yeah. But so either way, I mean, C-section is really, really scary as well. So well, you're going into theatre, yeah. Know? So well, there's from so going many people from, in there, and yeah, yeah, and going from this, you know, this idea that you would have had of hypnobirthing, of it being like a playlist, a candle, yeah, something like funny the candle on, in there, but, yeah. you know, a nice dark atmosphere, yeah. and going into the zone, and then being into a very going into a very clinical setting, mm. you know... Knowing you're your... going to be cut open or, you yeah, know... Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I've said it so many times in this before, C-sections get such a bad rep, but actually, you know, 
it's it's not a it's not a posh like too posh to push thing. Oh, absolutely it's, it's in, not. They're a necessity so often, Massively. and also it's about choice. And they cut you're cut like seven layers or something. The recovery is really hard. Like that, that's, that's it was about a good month of pain. Like it's major surgery. Yeah, it's really really. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's not nice the other way around either. But um, the recovery. But yeah, it's, it's it is what it is, isn't it? And but that moment when they pulled him out and you just oh god that feeling it's just beyond isn't it yeah like you're like oh my god give me him now that is unbelievable (laughs) can you remember his cry yeah but then he stopped and then his oxygen fell so he was in an icu and all that so that was all a bit traumatic but i do remember his cry very dramatic just like him he's honestly he's such a little actor he's got a fake cry he's and he pretty much did that when he got came out. It was like, oh, my God, this is the end of the world. What are you doing to me? <laughs> to the point where I think he probably made his own oxygen go down. <laughs> he really is. Um, but, yeah, no, it was just, I just remember looking and saying out loud, oh, my God, he's beautiful. Like, he's just, Aww. it was just mad. It's just an amazing experience. Well, you've talked a little bit about postnatal depression as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, baby blues and, and things like that. I think calling it baby blues is just co- totally dismissive, mm-hmm. actually, of, of what it is. Totally, because I thought when they said that, it was just like, oh, you might feel down for a couple of days because it's called the baby blues. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're just totally disguising postnatal depression, which is debilitating. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had that for a month and then all of a sudden it just lifted. Were you aware of it while you were in it? Or only, were you only, it about, only about a week into it I kind of admitted to myself I was like yeah you've got it hun you've got it and how did that feel um crap because I thought why me like why have I got to be the girl once again that's got an issue you know like why can't you just be that strong girl that smiles through everything and it's always me but you know that depression is not about being strong or weak no no no, of course and I suffer with it anyway but I just but I'm on medication for, I'm on antidepressants, mild ones, and I have been for about 15 years. But because I had that, I didn't necessarily think that that would have a correlation with postnatal. And I don't think it does. I think there's probably, it's just a 50-50 thing. You yeah. either get it or you don't. Um, but I, it's more scary because I didn't, A, I didn't know how long it was going to last because you don't. Some mm-hmm. some women suffer for like six months, some, some more and everything. And then B, I just couldn't enjoy anything with him. I just was like... Oh, I don't know, it's on my last nerve. That's the only way I could describe it. My friends came round a few days later and I just collapsed and I was like, I'm on my last nerve and I don't know which way to turn. Not only am I on my last nerve with this baby because something wasn't right. He was constipated at that point. Yeah. Um, but also I've never felt a level of lowness. Well, I have, but I feel that level of lowness right now, which isn't nice. I've just had a baby. Exactly, and is that part of it though? Because you've got that expectation of having a baby, and mm. everyone tells you how amazing it is. So you expect to be on this massive high. That's probably and what triggers life. it, I imagine. Yeah, I, I walked through my front door, and that's when it hit. Just burst into tears, and my husband was like, "Will was like, what's wrong?" And I was like, "Don't know. I feel I've never felt this low." And there were balloons everywhere. It didn't help. Not that I'm putting any blame on to my mum's sister, but they were going away for my cousin's wedding ten days later. Right. Well, actually, Tally was going away about five days later. My mum was going away ten days later, and I knew in the back of my mind they were all going. Mm-hmm. I don't think that triggered it, and I don't think that made it worse. I just think that probably was making me feel sorry for myself more. But um, yeah, I don't know. And that, I guess whether that's your support network going, or the fact that 
life is continuing. Probably, and there's yeah. That, there's that real big awakening, that, yeah. actually, of your life is different now. Probably. When I was pregnant, this is hard to admit, but when I was pregnant about 12 weeks, my friend and my sister were around my house and we were chatting and we were chatting about when we'd been out somewhere or something and I just burst into tears and I was like, my life's going to be gone, isn't it? Like, I've just come to the conclusion that that's it. Like, and I started crying. And obviously I felt such guilt because I was like, I want this baby and I'm so happy I'm having this baby. But, oh, my God, I've just realised life is different. And then that was the only time I cried about that and never cried again. But it was like a realisation moment. And, I, you know, I, I am ashamed to admit it, but I'm also not because I'm telling you now a lot of women feel it. But, yeah, to say it out loud, you do, you do feel guilt, but you do. It's just because you, you're not just a mum, you're also the person you were before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that person that you were before has to change to become the mum that you... Of course. You, know I mean? you, you want to be, yeah. And I, and I do feel like there, there has to be a level of... No matter how much you want your children and love your children, there has to be a, maybe an element of grieving or acknowledgement even. That, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that, you could that. put it like that. Yeah, of course, like grieving your old life. Yeah. A lot of people say that. Um, but the, 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 the plus side is that you can say when you've come out the other side to women that, that do feel like that or are scared of that element, like I promise you, it gets better in so many other ways. Yeah. Like it really does. And you may lose certain elements in a way of, yeah, certain aspects of freedom, but the the, the good things that they bring you kind of outweigh that. And like you want to be a good mum. You mm. want to be... You want to see that baby smile at you and and learn a new trick or, you know, roll a different way or, like, yeah. that is so rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you acknowledged to your friends how you were feeling, did it feel like... Well, how did that feel, getting those words out that you, were, that you weren't finding it I easy? guess just slightly shameful and, again, like I said, like, typical Jess is, like can't just be normal and just be like, yeah, I'm really happy. I've had a baby and everything's great. It's like shock. She's got to be down or something's got to be wrong. But also like, I messaged my family group and I think it was about, it was when they were getting on the plane actually because I didn't want them going away feeling guilty because they knew that I was upset they were going as well. Yeah. But I didn't want them to feel bad because I was like, this isn't fair. They're going away and they're going for my cousin's wedding. I don't want them feeling bad. So I just messaged and I was like, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. I'm just coming to the rec recognition that I have postnatal depression and that's fine and I'm going to get through it. You know, it is what it is. Some people get it, some people don't. And they were just all like really supportive and stuff. So, yeah. And how did it feel when that started to lift? Um, when, when it was going? Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. I can't even remember that. I just remember suddenly feeling okay did you have to come off your medication at all no but I, I weaned it down right um and that wasn't nice because one nurse that I saw right at the beginning when I didn't even know if I was pregnant or not I said to her just so you know I'm on this medication what's the you know is there anything I should know she said you might want to come off that if you're pregnant which was really scary because another thing is you don't want to be you don't want to go back to any places that you were before when without your medication. So I was like, well, hold on, what are you saying? I need to come off. But then I spoke to others and they were like, you absolutely don't. And then right. I did a lot of research and it was fine. And, every, you know, there's there was tons of research saying it's absolutely fine to be on that medication. Um, so, yeah, like I, I did lower it because I just thought I want to do that for my own, you know, 
I want to just lower it slightly. Yeah. I'm not on a high, a really high dose anyway, but I just lowered it even so. And then when I went, when I spoke to the health visitor, I explained how I was feeling, and I said, "Oh, during my pregnancy, I lowered my dose." She said, "100%. You need to high. You need to go back to your normal dose now." So I did. So I just put it back up straight after. But even that's so brave because I know that so many people that when the health visitor comes, they don't speak out. They mm. don't share how they're feeling. because. Yeah. And I wonder if because you have been honest about your mental health before, yeah. whether just you being able to recognise it, you knowing that it's OK to talk about it, yeah, you know, probably. gave you that boost to do so. Well, I always, always, when I used to feel like it, I used to not want to say anything to anyone because you almost don't want to say it out loud. Yeah. And then I got to a point where I was like, I have to talk about this because if I don't, it's going to just get me. Like, I need to, I need my family to know how I'm feeling. So I think my biggest piece of advice in terms of depression or anxiety or postnatal depression is 100% tell someone how you're feeling. Like, they're never going to judge you. They're always going to be there for you if they love you. And there's so many others that are suffering. And I think when I said it, I'm sure, if I remember rightly, it's all a bit of a blur, but one or two of my friends said, I'm pretty sure I was, but I didn't know and I didn't say. Yeah. And I know my cousin did. And I never knew my cousin. My, my cousin's very, um, she's, she doesn't really talk about her feelings a lot. So when she said it to me, it really upset me because I thought, I hate that you went through that and I didn't know and I wasn't there for you when you went through it. Like, I wish she'd just said, I'm feeling like this. So, it's just a super dark place to be, though. And you know horrible. that when you're in it, you don't feel like you can... So often you don't feel like you can share you, mm. because it just encompasses everything. Yeah, everything. Like I, I remember being... I feel like we need to lighten the mood in a minute. because We will, we will. We'll bring it up. But I was like, I was on the stairs and I just... The baby was in the living room asleep in his little nest, you know, in those first few weeks or whatever it was. And I just was on the... I went to put myself on the stairs because I didn't want to keep crying in front of my husband because I felt really sorry. I felt bad. I was like dampening this whole time. And he just found me in a heap. And I was just like... I don't even know which way to turn I feel that low but it wasn't even like reflect I wasn't reflecting that on the baby I was the baby was making me happier like yeah. I was smiling and loving everything with the baby it was more just my state of mind around it so it wasn't anything to do with the baby mm -hmm. I didn't look at him and think I don't love you or anything like that he was he if anything he was bringing me up when mm -hmm. he could um it was just more yeah like what I felt inside yeah but I came out the other side and I'm here to tell the tale. <laughs> but that's the thing is, I, I, I honestly believe that the more that we share stories like that, though, the better. Yeah. You know, we talk so much on this podcast about, so in 2018, there was a study, uh, the leading cause of death in new mums is suicide within the first year. Jesus. That has tripled since then. Really? Yeah. So the more we get oh my gosh. these chats and let people know that they're not on their own, that this darkness, this numbness, whatever you're feeling towards yeah. your baby or about motherhood or about yourself, it's okay to speak to someone. For sure. Because like, it can yeah. feel so lonely and uh, and you feel like you're getting it wrong and you feel like you're failing. Oh, God. Like that, that, that's like a whole a other, like, yeah, element. I still have that now. Everything you do, even when I'm, like, weaning him and I'm feeding him the goodness of the goodness and fresh vegetables that we've, like, I've batch cooked and I'm still like has he had enough did I give him too much did I puree a bit is there any taste to that like it's ridiculous constantly second guessing yeah. yourself yeah so that's why you just have to be like shut up like <laughs> you're smashing it like this baby is healthy happy and loving life mm -hmm. 
and that's what it's about. And I remember in the first couple of weeks, I messaged my best friend and I was like, I'm on my last nerve and I don't know what to do. And she was like, is the baby alive? I was like, yes. She was like, are you alive? I was like, yes. She was like, then you're you're doing a great job. She was like, you're, all you need to do in this first like segment is survive. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And it really rung true. I was like, she's right. So long as we get through every day, we're, we're doing a good job. And obviously I was doing a great job. Like, of course I was. Like, you doubt yourself, but we all, we all are. Yeah. We're mums. This is what we do. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I think back in the day, I wouldn't be honest. And especially in our industry, there's so many people that won't speak the truth of how they feel. Um, but I turned a corner a couple of years ago and I was like, yeah, that's yeah. not happening anymore. I'm just saying exactly how I feel because I don't care and it is what it is and take me as I am. You must have got so many messages when you opened up about your postnatal depression. Yeah, so many. But that's why you do it because... I know that there are girls out there and I, I know how it feels. So I want them to know that I might look like I've got my shit together or I might not. <laughs> Probably don't actually. <laughs> no, you totally do. <laughs> yeah, but I might look like that. But sometimes, of course, I don't. And like there are so many women that are also in my position and women that are in the industry and appear even more strong or um, I don't know, whatever you want to. But they've, yeah, gone through the same. Yeah. Going back to family, I think there's nothing like having... Your, ch your own children to make you think about the generations that have come before. Yeah. How, you know, how how have things changed with your mum now that Presley's around? Um, we're, we're a lot, we're even closer, I think. We've always been really, really close, but we're even closer because I see her more because like, you know, she'll help me with him or she'll give me her advice or, you know, mother's instinct and she's his grandmother. She wants to be around more. So, yeah, we're definitely closer. And I think my dad, I've seen a softer side to him. Oh, really? Yeah, he's really sweet with him and he's obsessed with his grandchildren now. Um, so, yeah, I think dynamics change, don't they? Mm -hmm. Like Mark comes round, just pops round now to see the baby, whereas before he wouldn't really have popped round. Um, so, yeah, just little things like that. And you've got that lovely thing, like I was saying about... Nanny Irene, the video of her making Presley laugh. Oh, he thinks she's hilarious. He's only got to look at her and he starts laughing. I know if Nanny Pat was here, oh my God, he would be obsessed with her because she she would really, really make him laugh. She was brilliant with kids. Does it make you think about Nanny Pat more? Yeah, you do think of it. And I always, ha things happen and me and my mum will go, oh my God, can you imagine if Nanny was here, she'd be obsessed, like she'd laugh her head off. <laughs> so yeah, it does. But um, I'm sure she's watching from up there. She's the one going, ha ha, I'm not going to give you any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like you like you did to us when you used to go out all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could write a letter on motherhood, who would it be to and what would you say? I was thinking that it should be to every mum that's out there doubting yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Go with your instinct. You're doing an amazing job and no matter what you're doing, you're incredible and we as women and men, it can be really, really tough at times and life can be tough and you just don't know what's around the corner. So just go with it. Be confident. Your baby is your baby and you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the best thing you can say. Yeah. Oh, and also actually, that's what I was going to say to every mum as well, like probably to my mum, don't ever put doubt in your, in your children. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Children's heads, like, always, always instill them with um, confidence and greatness and love. Tell them that they're the best they can, they could be and, you know... Yeah. don't ever let them feel um undervalued or yeah like not good enough yeah absolutely um how has well how are you feeling within yourself now yeah I feel great I feel sleep deprived but I'm fine <laughs> I, I'm getting on with it like I said some days I feel like I can take on the world and then some days I feel like I'm you know like some days you'll wake up and be like I've, I've so got this like, I'm such a good mum I'm, I'm that's a really that's a really worrying thought to have because there's only one way to go from there (laughs) that's true no but you do you're like I've done I've been so productive today like I've given him such a fulfilled good day he's ate really well he's had fun like silly little things yeah I've done the washing at the same time I've done this I've done that and then there'll be days where I'm like I can't mother today I just can't mother today I'm absolutely shattered or I had a few wines last night and I'm feeling crap or I haven't got the patience because the patience is huge obviously when you have children it's something that you have to have without question of a doubt um so yeah I think yeah you're there yeah you're feeling good right now yeah I'm feeling good Good. We end each episode with you completing three sentences. Yes. The first one is being a mum means. Being a mum means that you are unconditionally loved by something forever and ever and ever, no matter what you do, which I think is just the cutest. Like, no one's ever going to love me as much as that baby loves me, which I find really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Since having a child, I... Since having a child, I... Don't beat myself up anymore so much about like body shape and going to the gym. Being since being a mum, that's my priority now. Did you feel a pressure when you first had Presley? I felt not not so much a little yeah, I did feel a little bit of pressure, but more like wondering if my body was gonna, you know, go back to what it was or change or um how it was gonna be, how long it would take. And then all of a sudden I was just like, whatever. Like my priority is this baby. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I really don't care if people are judging I don't care what they think I don't care what if my body's not what it was it is what it is I'm a mum and that's so important and amazing yeah Um, and finally uh, I'm happy when I am happy when Presley smiles and laughs because what's amazing as well about being a mum is that you know that like every time that baby smiles at me I'm going to (laughs) smile which is just really cute it's just it's just impossible not to yeah. Every time that baby cries, uh, every time that baby smiles and and laughs, I'm laughing and smiling too. Oh, I love that. Which Jess, is thank really you cute. so much. Oh, thank it's you. It's been a lovely chat Thanks and an important one as well. Yeah, hopefully. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> 